Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you want to learn how to create a beautiful home, like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines, or social feeds, using what you already have and love, I'm excited to share that my new book, Style, the Art of Creating a Beautiful Home, is now available in Australia and New Zealand. And it's coming soon to the rest of the world. So if you buy or pre-order the book before the 5th of July, you will get instant access to some free bonuses. First of all, you will go into the draw to win one of 10 places in the Starling Masterclass valued at Australian 
$799. Secondly, you will get a free workbook on how to find your style. And finally, you will get instant access to three styling insider guides, including how to style step-by-step, walking you through how to style space, a styling checklist, what you need to make sure you have in each space, and your essential styling toolkit, which includes the essentials I have in my home that help me always be ready to style my spaces. Three, these three bonuses are only available when you buy or pre-order my new book style before its international release on the 5th of July. All you have to do to claim your bonuses is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book and enter your receipt or order number from your bookseller and you will get instant access to the downloads and will automatically go into the draw for the giveaway. You will find all the T's and C's there too. So go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book to enter the giveaway and claim your free bonuses. Have you ever considered how the energy of your home can affect how you live and the results that you get in your life? Feng Shui works on the principle that everything is energy and that everything carries information from the things in your home to the people you interact with and the things you choose to do. Today's guest, Julie DeRonda, says that what we choose to have in our home can not only give you energy, but cost you energy too. I'm excited to share not only my conversation with Julie, who is a Feng Shui expert, but that after we spoke, she has translated her free guide on the topic into English because she's Dutch. I will share a link in the show notes. But for now, please enjoy my conversation with Feng Shui expert, Julie DeRonda. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, and I am really looking forward to learning all about Feng Shui. Now, is that how you say it? How do you pronounce it? Uh, feng Shui. Yeah, Feng Shui. You, but you pronounce it very well. Yeah. Thank you okay. for having right. me today. <laughs> You're welcome. So I guess the, the, the first thing that I'm really curious to learn is, is how did you get into this? What's your background and can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I, I haven't always been in, in, in the world of Feng Shui. I, uh, in university, I studied business and I did a master's in finance. So I have a very different background than what I do nowadays. Um, when I graduated, I started working in a big corporate firm on the financial uh, department, but I found out, well, actually quite soon that it wasn't what sparked my joy or it, it, it well, when you would, you would meet, I would meet friends and they would talk with so much enthusiasm about their job. And I, I, I didn't feel the same. So, um, but I actually stuck in there for, I was stuck in there for quite a long time, maybe seven, eight years before I actually um, started to discover, well, this is not for me. I want to do something different. I, um, I want to make different choices. I had always been uh, very passionate about interior design, about decorating my own home, helping friends whenever they moved. And um, that's when the whole process started within me to discover, well, then what is my passion and what would I like to do with that? And I started discussing it with people around me and for some reason, 
one after another asked me, oh, are you going to do something with feng shui then? And I thought, what? What's everyone talking about? What, what is this? I had I'd heard about it um, in the past and I thought it was all about um, putting Buddhas in your home and um, uh, crystals and yin yang signs. And I thought, well, that's not me, but what are, what are people talking about? So I started researching the concept and found out that there are actually a lot of different schools within the world of feng shui. Um, one being uh, more rigid and more traditional and others being more modern. And when I read about the modern school, the one that I practice, I, it just clicked. And I thought, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. So um, that's how, um, I, how I got into the world of, um, of feng shui. So I'm curious, why do you think your friends were suggesting that to you? Do you think that there was something about you that kind of brought that out? Yeah, I think so. I um, When I started thinking about what I wanted to do, um, when if I wanted to start my own business and be more involved in interior design, what that would be for me. And the phrase that always popped into my mind was an interior coach. So not someone that does that does it for you, but someone that helps you. And I think that's what made people um, ask me the question if then feng shui is something I would work with because it's more about how you decorate a space that feels good and that helps someone um, yeah, feel well and live the life that they, that they want to, that they envision for themselves. And so you are based in the Netherlands. Can you share whereabouts you're based and is that where you grew up and maybe give us a little bit of an insight into the types of homes that you've grown up in. I always think it's interesting to learn about people's home journey and mm -hmm. the types of homes that you grew up in and, and what your space, maybe you could describe it to, to us today. So the listeners kind of get a sense of your own personal style. How has that evolved? Yeah, um, I now live in Maastricht, which is in the very south of the Netherlands, and it's um, it's close to the border with Germany and Belgium, so it's a very international side as well. I well, I studied here, so I did university here. After I graduated, I moved to Amsterdam, so I moved to a big, um, well, the biggest city in the Netherlands, and I loved city life in the beginning. But after six or seven years, I found out that big city life was just not for me, that I liked the more peace and quiet around me. So I moved back here to the South. And um, I actually moved quite some time, I, uh, quite a lot of times in my life, I think about 12 or, 12 or 13 times, uh, both with my parents and both me when I lived on my own. Um, I grew up in a very small um, a, a small village, a small town. Um, I was always, as a young girl, I was always busy redecorating my own room, moving the bed, moving the desk, just to feel what would be the best way to um, to plan my own space. Um, I, I I very much like being on my own as a child and just being in my room, having my own imaginary world there and um, uh, decorating the space in a way that it would make me feel feel good. So that interest had always had always been there. Yeah. And how do you think your style has evolved over the years? I'm always curious about that. Um, I think um, as a as a young girl, well, I was very much into um, soft colors and what yeah, well what what a what a young girl is interested in. Um, I've I've never been someone for 
that likes bright colors or that that has a lot of stuff around um, around herself. Um, when I I think the most interesting thing is when I um, I had a, I, I had a burnout a few years ago. And when I was recovering from that, my space reflected my recovery process. So I was very much overwhelmed with a lot of things happening in my life. And my space evolved into a very, very neutral, almost to say maybe too neutral, very wide, clean environment, because that is what I was looking for in life. I was, I was overwhelmed. I just moved back from the city into a more, uh, a more quiet area. And, um, and my style reflected that. Um, up until I think last year, uh, my boyfriend moved into in with me in November, last November. So we're now in a process of making this home a home for two instead of a home for one. Um, and when he moved in with me, he was uh, he told me, "Well, I'd, I'd love to move in with you, but the, the place is very clean and very feminine at the moment, so we have to make that work." So we're doing that now, and it's. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine came by and she said, wow, your place is so colorful at the moment. And it's actually what's happening in my life at the moment. There is more color there and my my home is reflecting that. That's fascinating, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. So can you share then a little bit about the principles of Feng Shui and, and how that applies to people's homes? Can you just give us a bit of an insight? Yeah, um, Feng Shui is all about the way our home um, uh, influences us every day. So our home, and I think for the past two years, we've all noticed that to a great extent, our home influences us, the, um, the environment that we live in, um, the, 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 the stuff that is there, the colors, it, it all has an influence on us. Everything is uh, associated to a certain type of energy in our home and an energy can be very yin, very soft and slow or very yang, very bright and um uh, and energetic and it's all about balancing the the energy in a home in a way that it suits you that it matches you and your personality best so that is what feng shui is all about and it's um our home impacts our well-being in a way it's actually it's very simple the chain reaction as you can call it if you live in an environment that is cluttered and where the energy cannot move freely you'll notice clutter in your life. You'll notice chaos in your life. Um, you'll take the chaos to bed. So you won't sleep well. You wake up, you're tired, you don't eat well, which impacts your confidence. So it's that in, in that way, when we, uh, when we wish for more, um, more peace in our lives or more confidence or um, taking it into a different direction, everything starts in your home. And creating a space around you that reflects the, the life that you want for yourself. You use an analogy on your website, which I really loved. And it's this idea of starting at the front door and walking through. Can you share that with the listeners? Sure, sure. Um, feng Shui, the modern version of Feng Shui that I practice starts at your front door. So that's where the, the Qi that Feng Shui works with enters your home and that's where your your story begins so to say it's where you decide who or what enters your life so it's important that your front door is a strong entrance to your home and with that to your life so it's um, it's it's how i always start when i work with clients 
to to have a look at what does that that front door represent is it a welcome is it a warm welcome for yourself and for others is the is the chi is the energy invited can it access your home or is is the the path to your front door um, are there lots of plants growing there and is it actually not reachable um does it have a does it have a, a, a name tag on the there is there a name tag on the front door and the and the number with in other words do you claim your space do you claim your space here on earth so that's a way to look at the at the front door the most important opening of the house it's like the mouth of our house and we decide what gets in there yes or no that's really interesting i'd never heard of that idea because we live on a we're in the countryside and we live on a property. So we've got a number on our letterbox, which mm -hmm. is at the end of the driveway, but we don't have even a number on our front door. We don't have a name on the front door. Um, yeah, that's really fascinating. Really interested. And you also talk about um, walking through the space. It's, it's imagining that you've got like a cup of tea mm -hmm. and walking. Can you share a little bit about that and what that idea is about? Yeah, um, the, um, so the chi, the, 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 the vital force or the life energy enters your home through the front door and it moves clockwise. So if you imagine yourself standing in, standing in your front door or in the opening of your front door and you hold your left side, you, you stick your left hand side, your left hand to the wall and you just follow that, follow that wall, walk through your house and you keep the hand on the left wall and in your right hand, you have a warm cup of tea. So how much time does it take before you're in one of the, well, in Feng Shui, you call it the, the vital functions of your home. So either your kitchen or your, uh, the social space, your living room, how much time does it take you to, to get there? And in the meantime of walking through the home, what have you stumbled across? So is that cup of tea still full and warm once you're on the couch? Or have you stumbled across chairs, um, stuff laying in the, in the corner? So has tea spilled from your cup and is the cup cold in the end? So that's a way to, uh, in a, that's, that's a way to very simply analyze the quality of chi, the quality of energy in your home. So what ideally would you have then in that sense? What would maximize the amount of chi? the um, to be in in one of the vital functions quite soon once you enter the home so for example you enter the home you're entering a hallway so you have a warm and nice welcome there and then from there one of the first rooms to enter is um is, is one of the rooms that you want a very vital energy so for example being the social space where you connect the people that would be that would ideally be a very good way to um um, to have the, the home organized or laid out. But of course, in reality, we often buy a home or we rent a home that is that exists already. So what Feng Shui offers you is solutions to either make the energy more vital or maybe slow down the energy a bit so that you can work from the home as it is. Okay. And so I'm just curious because we've got a front door and as you walk through, there's like a nib wall on the left, which prevents you literally from falling into the living room because it's a sunken lounge. And as you walk from this front door, if you keep walking, basically it's opposite. It is the back door. So mm -hmm. like I said, we're kind of on a, a house that's like 
on a property. So it's like on two acres. So it's just, which is nice in the sense that we get cross flow air, you know, which mm -hmm. when it's hot, we get a nice breeze through there and we keep both of the drawers open. So we kind of get the nice flow of that. But I'm curious, is that a bad thing in terms of the chi to have the front door and the back door opposite each other? Well, to, um, well, one of the first things I, I, I like to mention is that in, um, uh, there is no good or bad. So feng shui is all about perceiving and, and not so, but so much about judging or saying something is good or something is bad. It's all about perceiving what the area or what the, uh, the living environment does to you, what, what, what effect it has on you. Um, but to answer your question, if the front and the back door are directly in one line, then the chi enters your home, but just as it enters your home, it, it also has a way to escape the home again. You can overcome that by making sure that the chi goes around the back door. So for example, putting a beautiful plant right next to the door so that it's, that it's invited to actually move the other way instead of just escaping through the back door at once. Okay, interesting. And so you share also uh, quite a lot of tips as well about different ways that you can enhance the feng shui in like different spaces, such as the office or the bedroom. Can you share some of those, maybe go through some of those kind of key rooms of the home and share, you know, what's important and what are some things that people could consider? Definitely. I'll start with the bedroom. So um, in feng shui, Feng Shui works with the five elements. So it's the elements that we find in nature. It's um, their water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And when decorating a home, it's interesting to have to, to understand what element the function is uh, connected to. So in, in the case of the bedroom, sleeping is connected to the metal element. And it's, an, it's a very yin energy. It's an energy that moves inwards because what we do when we go to bed we move inwards we go to rest and we recharge our battery so when decorating the bedroom it's important that the bedroom allows you to do that so making sure that when you enter the bedroom it's very clear what you're doing there sometimes you'll see that the bedroom is um, has multiple purposes so it's a bedroom it also has a desk where we work at um, there is maybe I don't know, there are, there are sports equipment there. So then it's actually quite, um, it's, it's, maybe it's then not very clear what, what you're doing there. Do you enter the room to rest, to work, or to get your exercise? So move everything out of the bedroom that doesn't belong to sleeping, especially working, because if you would have a desk on your in your bedroom, you go to bed with work and you wake up with work. It's the first and the last thing you see. So make sure that that room is free of everything that doesn't have to do with, um, with sleeping. Um, and with regards to the use of colors and materials, use soft tones. Um, metal is, uh, the, the metal element is connected to beautiful grays or uh, pastels or, or white. Um, so have soft tones in the bedroom. You can also enhance that and soften it a little bit by using the earth element. So that's um, everything that has to do with curtains, with a nice rug, with pillows, um, a nice, nice sheets to sleep under. So that's, um, that's something to, to take into consideration when, um, when decorating the bedroom. 
um, also keep the um, keep the area below the bed, keep it empty. It's sometimes a very convenient storage space, but the chi wants to move under your bed too. And if it can't, it will it will stagnate. It will it will be blocked. So keep the area under your bed free too. It's also best for making sure there is proper ventilation in the well, the uh, uh, warmth can exit the the bed in a in a good way so keep that area clear especially clear of clutter um yeah and just keep it uh, keep it very calm it's so interesting you say some of those things because when we moved into this house the bedroom where we sleep the sort of the main bedroom had they actually had an office off the bedroom and mm. i looked at that and I said to my husband, I don't want to be looking at my office when I, <laughs> when I wake up or when I go to bed. And then they had this other room, which was kind of like a walk-in robe. So we actually switched them mm. because I didn't want to be looking at the office from my bedroom because it just didn't feel good to me. And I couldn't explain it other than it just didn't feel right. And, um, and also what you say about having things under the bed, because as you say, so many people love to use the space under a bed for storage and i completely understand when you're in a small space you really want to try and maximize storage as much as possible but again that has always felt wrong to me like there's something mm. about it that just hasn't felt right and i'm curious about one other thing because i had somebody ask me about this a student in one of my courses and she was asking about she had space in her bedroom to create a wall behind her bed and then have a sort of walk-in robe behind that. So I don't know if you know that idea of sometimes that like, there might be a gap on either side of the wall and you can access sort of like a walk-in area behind your bed. And I said, you know, certainly like if you've got no room to put it, but for me, again, I, I did say for me, I wouldn't like that thought of having something mm -hmm. behind my head. Yeah. And I know that sounds <laughs> almost a bit silly or you know, obviously sometimes you've just got to make the use of the space that you can, but I'm curious from, you know, a cheap point of view, would that be something that you would try and avoid having a kind of closet behind your head in a way? Yeah, it depends on how that is organized in the room. Um, but we, when we go to bed, we would, we, we need to put our system to rest, like our subconsciousness. And when, whenever there is still something happening behind you, for example, there is a door um, just right next to the bed, something could come through the door, so to say. Something is happening behind you. So it actually makes your, um, your system or your subconsciousness alert because there is still something happening. You, you, um, you, don't have, you don't have control and you don't see everything happening in your room. So ideally, you would place that in a, in a different position in the bedroom so that you overlook the walk-in closet instead of having it behind you. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting and what you say that actually how you explain it, that's what feng shui is about. So you feel things, but you can't necessarily find the words for that. You feel that something is off. Something doesn't make sense to you, but you can't explain it. And we, as women, we're, we're, I think we're super receptive to that uh, even more than men are sometimes. So it's uh, you explain it in a beautiful way. What, how you feel about a room or a space and you can't necessarily explain it, but it's just, yeah, something is, is, is just not right. 
I know certainly, again, and I think this is particularly in a bedroom, I like to have the door where I can see the door or see people coming into the room. I don't like the sense of people, sometimes the way that you can arrange a bed in a room, you can have a bed like on an opposite wall and people can be coming kind of from behind you. And again, like that, maybe I watched too many horror movies as a child or something, but <laughs> that's just never felt good to me to have not be able to see people coming into the room. I, I, I need to feel safe and I feel yeah. safe when I know where people are coming. Is that, would that be another yeah. element of it? That's what in feng shui you call the commanding position. So we like to be in charge. Um, same thing when we, for example, enter the waiting room uh, at the dentist, we have a dentist appointment, we enter the waiting room, we tend to sit in the back corner where we overlook the whole room and where we see who's entering through the door. And that's the same goes for uh, placing the bed in the bedroom. You want to overlook the main entrance of the bedroom so that you see whoever is entering the room in the evening or in the morning, it doesn't matter, but that's it's um, the position is very important for you to to completely relax when you sleep at night. Okay, I'm going to say one last thing about the bedroom. <laughs> the other one, and I'm just curious to see what you say about this, is I prefer not to have a window behind me when I'm sleeping mm -hmm. because I again I feel almost a bit unsafe. And maybe it's one of those things from my mom saying that you shouldn't sleep under a window because you'll get a draft. I don't know <laughs> when I was younger, but um, yeah, I'm just curious about the position of a window in a bedroom in terms of where you position your bed. Yeah, well, you'd rather not position the bed under a, uh, under a window. Also because the window also attracts the chi in a way. So if it moves from the door directly over your bed to the window, then you would have a lot of chi energy entering your bed, which can also cause a little bit of restlessness. So ideally, um, and in order to feel safe, we want our heads to be protected. Because if our head is not protected, then some part of our brain is still active whenever we go to bed, whenever we sleep. So you want to feel completely safe. Well, of course, you'll come across bedrooms where you did sleeping, putting positioning the bed under the window is the only way. But in, 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 in those cases, I, I would always advise to have a, a headboard and have a, a big, um, and you can ex exaggerate with that, have a big headboard behind the bed so that you, you mimic the effect of having a wall behind you. That would be the best solution to that. Mm, interesting. All right, well, let's move on to productivity because I saw that you were sharing some tips on your website about how feng shui could help increase your productivity in your home. Can mm -hmm. you share some examples with that? Perhaps if you've got a home office or, you know, other ways. Yeah, I think um, and in, in, in terms of energetics and in terms of uh, feeling productive, feeling energetic, feng shui is all about eliminating clutter. So eliminating everything that no longer serves you, being it um, physical objects in your home that don't serve you. But every time you see them, there is this little voice nagging in your head that you still have to make a decision or that you still have to do something. It's both with physical, um, with things in your home, but also with tasks or making decisions. Also, what do I do I want to take on this assignment? Yes or no. Do I uh, want to have this meeting? Yes or no. Um, oh, I still have to do my administration. Get it out of the way. 
so that you have that you're, you're creating peace of mind for yourself. It works in your physical space. It works in your mind the same way. So the most important thing is to eliminate clutter and um, make make it easy. Uh, make sure that the that the vital force, the chi power, can, the chi energy can um, can support you. Um, in terms of productivity, the um, the placement of a home office in your home is important. So the energy is built up in a in a specific way in our homes. It starts very yin at the front doors, and when it's moving through your house, it becomes more yang. And um, when you know how the energy is built up in your home, um, you can decide what would be the best place for you, the best placement to have your home office. And that very much depends on the kind of job you have. So if you need to to concentrate and you need um, rest and peace around you, then look for a place in your room that's more yin. But if you have a very creative job and you need uh, you need to be stimulated and you need um, you need vital energy around you, then, then look for a place that's more yang. So those are ways to work with feng shui in order to enhance your own productivity. Okay. And so can you just def uh, define what the difference between yin and yang is again for us, please? Yeah, sure. Yin is, uh, well, some people will know it from uh, different types of yoga. So we have yin yoga, which is very... Um, which is easy, which is calm, which is restorative. Um, the yin energy is the feminine type of energy, which is all about, which is uh, cool and, and also it's connected to the more darker colors that will help you restore, that will help you come to peace. Yang is a more masculine, very active type of energy, with, which is connected to bright colors. Uh, to um, movement and and being active, so those are the generally speaking the two types of energy that are um, that are out there. And so, how do you want to? What's something to try and think about in your home in terms of those types of energies? Is it just more related to the type of activity that you have within a particular space, or can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, that's the the type of, acti of of activity is the starting point to decide what type of energy you would like to the room to reflect. So, for example, looking back at the um, at the bedroom, the bedroom is a very yin space. So, what you would like to eliminate there are bright colors, um, a lot of stuff going on, so a lot of things happening, which is very yang. So, you would want to create a very yin energy. Uh, using soft colors, maybe if you um, if you experience that you would that you need more peace and quiet in your room, it's nice to work with more darker colors. If that is, but that's a personal preference. Some people like that, some people do not. Um, work with soft tones. Work with um, upholstery, with with curtains, with rugs. All all these elements are connected to a very yin type of energy. So you look at the function, and then you see. All right. So, what what type of um, energy should the elements here reflect? And then talking about colors, talking about furniture, materials. That's uh, that's a way to think about the decoration of your home. Okay, and you you sort of obviously you touched on metal as a material um, in relation to the bedroom. Can you talk a little bit more about the other elements and how they relate to different spaces within the home? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, so taking, for example, the wood element. Wood is an element that is connected to the family, that is connected to uh, a new beginning, new ideas. 
Um, so wood, the, the element wood is also connected to our living room because that's the social room. That's where the family connects to each other. It's where you, when, whenever a family comes over, you'll be sitting in the living room. So you would want the living room to, to reflect that element because the element brings an energy with it that helps you connect and that helps the, that, 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 that an energy that also feeds family life. So work with the wood element, have plants in the, in, in the, um, uh, in the living room, uh, wooden furniture, um, green colors, um, to the extent that you like to have that, because in feng shui, it's all about looking at the function, looking at the type of element that's connected to that, but also staying true to yourself. So it's not about right or wrong or sh the, the, the living room should be green because that is connected to the wood element. It's connected to the family, but also staying true to yourself. Well, what do I like and what do I want my, 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 my living room to reflect? Um, the kitchen uh, and food is connected to the earth element. So earth is all about feeding. It's, it's about education. Um, it's about feeding ourselves. It's about feeding or closer relationships. So working with uh, earthy colors is very much a good thing to do in the kitchen, um, but also making sure that the kitchen invites you to, to prepare a meal in a pleasant way. So having, um, having vegetables and fruits out there so that you, um, yeah, so that you feel invited to prepare a nice, a nice and healthy meal there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And what about, um, so we've spoken about the wood and metal and earth. What about fire and water? Fire and water, they are, um, in a, in a sense, they are also the most extreme elements because water is very, very yin and fire is very, very yang. So you'd like to have these in your homes, but, um, to a, in a, with a certain nuance. So to an extent that feels good for you. Um, the water element is overall connected to hallways or areas that you pass through because that's what water does. It passes through. Um, and then it's, it's, it's a way of looking at the hallway in terms of what does it need? Is it a very dark and dense area? Does it need, do I need other elements to make it brighter? Um, or is it a very, big white area do i need to make it a little bit more dense so it's 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 always a way of combining it and every home and every person is different so that's a way of looking at a home in terms of feng shui um fire is 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 related to um to creativity to being creative to um uh to well to to fame and reputation so how how are you being acknowledged in the world how are you expressing your own creativity those are things that that fire relates to, and if you if you feel that those um, that that is missing in your life, then look at the way, for example, your home. Um, look at the way your home is enlightened. Look at the lights in your home. Is it can you uh, can the energy find its way within your home, or is is it a way? Yeah, should you need more light and 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 color in your home? Interesting. So is lighting something that you often look at when you look at people's homes in terms of the kind of the energy of the space, yes. such as, you know, how people have added light, whether it's natural light or, you know, pendants or what candles, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, natural light is the first, the basis to start with. 
So placement of the windows, how clean is the window? That's also a very important thing. Have Make sure that the windows are clean so that the, the, the light can enter, but you also have a good vision of what's happening around you. And then, as you say, um, the um, uh, lights in a way, no, so not the natural light, but the added light in a space, pendants, reading lamps, uh, whatever you need to feel comfortable. And also that's, it's important to um, to to make it, to to have that in a nuanced way. So, in the evening, we need light to feel comfortable in a space, but you don't want to be in the spotlight in the evening. So, there should be light, but to what extent? That's a way, yeah, and that's always puzzling. But I, I I'm sure that you recognize that in your work as well. That you want to light is a very important factor to to uh, that influences the atmosphere. Too, la- too little light makes uh, a place very dull and, 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 and stagnant, but too much light will feel uncomfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, again, so much is resonating because um, I, I really, one of my things is I really can't stand dirty windows <laughs> and, and it just really bugs me. Like I just, I have to, if the, you know, I've got four young children, so, it, and a dog, so, you know, inevitably they, you know, they get dirty and, and just, I mean, we've had so much rain and so, you know, the rain against the windows mm. and I just, if I can't see clearly through a window, it just, it just bugs me. It just really kind of slowly chips away at my nerves yeah. and I, yeah. I have to clean it. And um, I'll just kind of share this little story, but we, we've we had some really bad flooding in our region and I went to someone's help, house to help clean because, you know, so many people here have been helping clean and I was waiting for the other people to come and I was kind of new to sort of this group of people cleaning and I thought, well, I've got to do something. And I was looking around and, and this woman whose home it was there were she had these um bifold doors to her balcony and they were filthy because the place had been gurney so it had a high pressure hose to clean like all the big you know the big dirt out of the place because the flood waters had come really high and now it was like kind of going through and giving it like that second or third clean just to kind of get it back and i just thought I'm going to clean the windows because I just thought, you know, like I just wouldn't be able to, you know, I know that that would bug me and I know how nice it feels when your windows are clean. Mm. And so I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to start with. So yeah, it's interesting you say about how important it is to have clean windows and and that's something that you kind of consider. So I'm curious that when, when you work with people, do you work with people more with their spaces that they've got now, or do you work with people who are at the very beginning process of if they're about to renovate their home do you sort of have any thoughts or ideas if somebody was to to start designing their home from scratch what are the factors to consider in their space what sort of things do you look for or encourage people or sort of say I'd avoid that or you know or really try and enhance this yeah um I I well prefer I I find it more interesting whenever I work with people from their home. Um, so just from their current uh, situation, because the way that you decorate your space and the, um, the, um, what you've collected around you says so much about how, how you feel um, about the, um, the moment in life where you are. Are you at the crossroads? Are you at, do you have difficulties making decisions? Do you have difficulties expressing your boundaries? So I find it very 
interesting to look at a home as it is um, because that's well that's the beauty of of feng shui you can you can not only help people or help a person decorate a home but you also help them in a way finding um, um, discovering what what or finding helping them with their struggles so it's it's twofold uh, because your home is the base of your of your life so to say um but whenever someone is starting from scratch and building a home, it's uh, it's important to look at how ideally the energy flows through your home. And we use a bagua for that within feng shui. It's a map which um, it's it's a map which will organize all the different functions in a home. So the living room, this the, the study, the, the the kitchen, and it will advise you what the ideal location or the ideal arrangement of activities is in a home so if you have the chance to build a home from scratch um it's um it's a very well it's it's a beautiful thing to take a bagua into account and see what would be a good way to organize that's that the space as a whole can you share just a little bit i'm really curious about this can you share a little bit more about that like what what are some of the ideas behind it um the idea behind the bagua is that the energy is built up in a specific way so it starts very yin at the front door the the, the energy is very calm it's um uh, yeah well it's 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 very calm it's um it, it builds up building up in the home so it moves clockwise it becomes more yang it's most yang on the back side of the house so You'd like to organize your activities in the same way. So have the rooms that you want to use for peace and quiet, resting and recharging, have them in the front of your home and have the more active, uh, more social activities in, um, in, the, in the spaces that are connected to a more yang type of energy. So have them in the halfway or in the back of your home. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because I mean, some homes have, bedrooms at the front and you sort of walk in and sometimes even the the hallway you know you've got the bedrooms on either side of the hallway at the front of the house so you're sort of saying that is actually quite good to have is it in then, some ways um in a way yes but then ideally we would use the first floor um to have the bedroom so not when you enter the homes directly but have it on a separate floor so that you you um, you don't mix those activities of the everyday life and then the, the 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 whole level, which is the first level, which is connected to uh, to sleeping and recharging as a whole. Okay, interesting. And so I've got to ask you because I again, when I was sort of looking through your work, and you talk about the nine star key, is it mm -hmm. or yeah? Yeah. It, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Nine star key is a form of astrology, so it's in a sense it's feng shui astrology. It also works with the five elements and or nine star key profile. It's um, it tells a lot about the elements that we're born with. So what kind of qualities do we have as a human being, and um, what elements? Because there are three positions in our nine star key profile, and there are five elements. So you would always well say so to say miss at least two elements in your personal profile so it's it's also a way of seeing with, with which qualities am i born with 
Um, and what am I naturally struggling with in, in everyday life? For me, it, it, um, it was, I got to learn myself in a very different way uh, and, and also recognized a lot of myself. So to illustrate it my, with my own example, I have a lot of wood in my nine star key profile. Uh, wood is optimistic and wood is, um, it's all about new beginnings and, and, and connections, but it can also be quite unstructured. Um, and, and moving into all different directions, just like a tree just moves in all different directions, but it's it's not structured unless someone else gives it structure by cutting some branches. So it was for me uh, super interesting to find out that I, I know that, but um, I didn't actually realize it until I dived into my own into my own profile and Knowing that, I also know what I have to work on. So I, I'm not a very structured person by nature, but I know that it will, it will help me tremendously when I structure my everyday tasks, my weeks, my projects. Um, so I, I understood what I need to work on. Um, but we can also connect the nine star key profile to our homes. So when you look at the Bagua, there will be different. Um, well, when you look at a Bagua, there will be different elements. There will be different figures in a, in a Bagua, which we can relate to our nine Saki profile. And with that, learn what is the most important part for you in a home? Uh, what is the most important place for you to sleep? Because that's also how you can use your nine Saki profile uh, so that you connect to the best energy type in your home. So fascinating. So is it is it a series of questions? How how do you it's um, it's calculated that? based on your birth date, your date of birth. So actually mm -hmm. the um, the year you're born in um, defines your first element and then there are two other elements and it's all about the 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 interaction between those three elements that make up your personal energetic profile. Wow. I'm, I'm just yeah, really, really fascinated by all this. Okay, so I want to um, ask you before we kind of um, sort of get onto our rapid fire questions, a couple more questions about, you know, working with you and what, what is I know you do consultations mm -hmm. and with with people. So what often happen? like what are some of the problems that people come to you with or how do you help them? Can you just share a little bit about your process and, and what are some of the common things? Cause that might be enlightening for other people. Yeah. Um, a very common problem or question that people approach me with is how do I, how do I take up my own space? So I feel overwhelmed. I have troubles expressing my boundaries. I have, exp I have troubles making decisions for myself and, um, and, 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 um, I, I feel that there is something off in my home and it's, it's interrelated. So when you then look at a home, you sit with someone, you ask them questions about what's happening and you look at the home from the, from the energetic perspective and you look at the Bagua, you'll see what spaces in the home need improvement. So they'll either have a lot of clutter in a certain corner in the home um, unfinished business, uh, delayed decision making, and that's what I what I help them with. Um, so that's a common qu question that I come across. I come across and um, health issues, uh, people struggling um, with like physical issues that just keep on coming back. And then we'll look at the health position in a home 
and see what's been stored there or what's happening there in order to 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 see what area needs improvement and can you give some examples of well i was i was going to ask you to give examples of then you know once you've helped these people, then how is that translated into their lives? But um, in particular, I'm really curious about the idea of clutter. And I know that that is something that a lot of people struggle with, the emotional ties. And like you say, mm. delaying decisions, Del you know, they hold on to things and they're sort of struggling to let go of them. What, how do you help people when it comes to that? First of all, Asking them, why do you hold on to this? So what's the reason you can't let go of it? Is it, is it an emotional tie? Is it because you don't, is it, for example, because you, you were given this vase by a person that you don't particularly like, or you don't particularly like the vase, but you like the person. So what, what's the reason you can't say goodbye to this particular vase? Every time you see the vase, you, you, um, your subconsciousness has a negative association with it. So either you are being remembered of a person that you feel don't feel good about, or um, you don't like the vase, but you still keep it in the home because you don't want to upset someone. But in the end, saying what you're doing is saying no to yourself time and time again. Like, no, I, I cannot make my own decisions. No, I, uh, I have to stick to this because I don't want to disappoint someone else. But you're disappointing yourself in a way. So that's when you, when you make people aware of that, it's easier to make a decision and to say goodbye to stuff that's no longer serving you or helping you in life. Mm, yeah, really powerful. What about when people sort of say, well, I, you know, I don't have the time. I really struggle to find the time to make, make it happen. Yeah. Do you have some kind of insights or advice for when people struggle to find the time to make their homes the, the way that they want it to be? Um, well, how important is it for you to, well, you, you, they often know the result of making the home the way they want it to be. They, they will often know what it, what it can bring them when they have less clutter, when they feel more free in their space, when they can, well, to say metaphorically saying when they can breathe again in their home, they will know what it does to them. And it's just a matter of, um, making them aware of the end result, uh, so that they're motivated and when they first start, um, they, the, the, this, this feeling of being more free and of, of um, just, just experiencing that there is more energy in a space, it will happen quite soon. And that's what keeps someone motivated to keep on going, keep on, um, keep on eliminating clutter, keep on throwing away stuff. So um, just start and experience what it does so that you, you're motivated to continue. And can you share then some of the, I guess, the, the sort of progress of some of your clients and, and what kind of transformations people have had or, or changes or perception changes after having kind of worked with you? Um, yeah, definitely. I, um, I can also, for example, share my own experience with what it did to my home. So um, I had, for example, been single for a long, long time, um, but I really wanted a, a good relationship in my life. And there is a certain place in the home that's connected to relationships, the relationship to yourself and the relationship to others and love relationships. So I knew that that area demanded attention and there was, there was a lot of, um, it wasn't, I wasn't 
connected to that space. It wasn't decorated in a way that I liked it to be. So I, I, I paid attention to that. I got rid of some clutter that was in that corner. Uh, there were a lot of, well, the, the television was placed there and there were a lot of, there was a lot of clutter with cables. Uh, so, and, 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 and cables can also stagnate the energy. So I knew, okay, I have to pay attention to this. I redecorated the, the space. I made it a, a place where I like to spend time more and more and more. And then it's not that magically one day your boyfriend will knock your door, but um, magically I was connected to a, um, to a coach or a therapist that could help me figuring out, hey, but why do I struggle um, finding a nice person and finding that good and nourishing relationship? So that's how it works. You pay attention to a certain aspect in life and something or someone will cross your path that will help you develop that aspect, which eventually led to me finding my current boyfriend and having a really nice relationship. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I think that so much of what you say really resonates, you know, I, like I said, you know, for me, there are things that are kind of intuitive and I haven't always been able to put my finger on what it is, but I, I think a lot of it makes sense. I mean, it's based in kind of ancient, you know, timeless ideas really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of connecting with that and creating a consciousness about it. So yeah, it's, um, it's really fascinating. So thank you. Well, I, before you go, I would, um, I would like to ask you some, they're just kind of quick rapid fire style questions just to mm -hmm. kind of get a little bit more of an insight into you. So if you can share just whatever comes to mind, um, yeah, they're just a fun way to, to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So which five words best describe you? Mm, um, freedom creativity, um, aesthetics, spirituality, um, development. Okay. Is that, is that five? Yeah, that's five. Okay. Yeah. Great. What's the best life or career lesson you've learned? Um, follow your dreams and, um, yeah, just follow your feelings. Beautiful. What's your proudest career achievement? Well, I think making the decision to um, quit the financial job, um, re-educate myself and starting my own business. That's my, my proudest achievement so far. What's been your best decision? Um, well, yeah, that, that connects to the previous answer. It's, um, I'm, I'm very proud of that and, and it's been my best decision. Um, yeah, the, the decision to just follow your dreams. Wonderful. Who inspires you? Ooh, who inspires me? Um, I don't have a particular person in mind, but every woman that, um, that does something that is unique and that doesn't care too much about what other people think of that. And that can be a celebrity, but that it can also be uh, friends or family members. Great. Who, uh, sorry, what are you passionate about? I am very passionate about 
well, my job, but also I have this thing with secondhand stores and thrift shopping. And I'm very passionate about that. I, uh, I, well, I love it whenever I find um, like an, a vintage piece of Scandinavian design for just a couple of euros. Um, and I find it in a thrift shop being covered in dust somewhere in a corner. That's, that's, well, that's the best thing that can happen. I'm curious, actually, what about the, the chi of, of sort of like secondhand items? Cause obviously they've, they've had this other life and I do mm-hmm. believe that there's kind of objects embody their lives, you know, and the, the touch of the people and there's an energy in objects. Yeah, there is definitely, there is, I mean, they were, um, they were owned by, by someone else before. So that energy of the, of the previous owner can still stick around an object. So whenever you buy something secondhand, it's important to clean it and to, when, when cleaning it also set an intention, like, um, well, you can say it out loud or just feel it like, this is mine now. This is, this will now enhance my home. Um, and by cleaning it, you'll get rid of the, of the energetics of the previous owner. Yeah. It's again, like that's something I always do when I, whenever I get something that's like from somewhere else and I, I always clean it. I often paint things as well. I I like kind of giving something a new energy or a, a new life. So, I mean, often it's like I paint it black or white or <laughs> no, but it, it's, <laughs> very it's simple, a, but it's a way of giving it your, um, giving it your signature of giving it your, um, like putting your, your imprint on, on something and just saying, okay, this is ours now, or this is mine. This is now an object in my home and it's no longer connected to the prior owner. Yep. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you're reassuring me. Um, what dream do you still want to fulfill? Um, I'd love to one day have a physical space where people can just come to and experience what feng shui can do for them in order to, well, eliminate if there is any threshold at all, but eliminate the threshold that there is to experiencing and, and inviting feng shui in your life. I'd love to have um a, a space uh, i don't know if that would be a store or just a space an ins- inspirational space i'm not sure yet how that will um how that will um come to life but that is one of the dreams that i still have that's great what are you reading at the moment i am reading a book by karen kingston um it's well it's translated in dutch but it has to do with eliminating clutter and what um what clutter is all about because i like to just there are within feng shui there are different schools um and they all of them have known have a different approach and they have a different way of enhancing a space um and they they also um say different things and so they're, they're difficult to combine but i all i find it very inspiring how other people deal with the with the topic um so that's what i'm reading at the moment i'll have to get that one i haven't heard about that one um what are you listening to do you listen to podcasts or music what what do you like listening to i listen when i go for walks i listen to podcasts um podcasts on personal development podcasts on well yeah mainly personal development for inspiration so that's what i really like i i love listening to yours as well uh, but also to other um, um, Dutch people that have podcasts, I uh, listen to to a lot of them. 
And when I work, I like to have music around me. Um, there is a, a, a playlist on Spotify. I think it's called Lo-Fi Beats. And it's just very calm, instrumental. Um, it makes me focus. Great. I have to check that one out. I'm really bad at playlists. Like I can never find good ones. <laughs> so I definitely will check that one out. Um, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Um, you don't need permission to make decisions that make you happy. Because that's what my younger, my, that's what my younger self was very much concerned with. What would others think if I take this direction, or what do what would other things others think if I uh, if I do it differently than than others? Yeah, I can relate to that, and it's isn't it's just amazing. I just how we build that up in our head. I, you know, I don't know how that evolves, but we can get so trapped in that, isn't it? You know, just worrying about what other people think or yeah. worrying about, I was going to say doing the right thing, not that you shouldn't do the right thing, but, you know, sort of worrying about everything else around you rather than what feels instinctively right for yeah. you. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And sometimes one of the best advices I, I ever had was sometimes saying yes to someone else is saying no to yourself. Um, and, and, but it's, it's, Sometimes I find it fascinating how we can just say, how we can commit to things that no longer make us happy or that no longer um, yeah, help us any further. But I think it's a natural tendency that a lot of people have. Mm. Yeah, so interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been so fascinating to to learn about your work and your insights and for sharing your tips and advice. So can you share with the listeners um, if they would like to connect with you or how they can find you? Can you just share some of the different ways? Definitely. Um, thank you for asking. Well, they if they want to connect with me, they can find me um, on Instagram. So my name is Julie Deronde. Um, they can find me um, on the internet, my webpage, which is also when you when you look on my Instagram, you'll find a link where you can go to my webpage. If they would like to connect, I have uh, I work with video consultations. So because I'm based in the Netherlands, it's sometimes even within the Netherlands difficult to um, um, to have a quick one well with quick one-on-one -on -one consultation so i also do video consultations you can book one directly on my through my website uh, but i but my website is in dutch so that might be a bit difficult but people can always send me a direct message on instagram um so that we can have a chat um get to know each other and see how feng shui can can help you and what your interest would be I'll, I'll give everyone a tip because I discovered this when I was looking at your <laughs> website is that if you type your name, so Julie Deronda, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes, but if you type your name into Google, then it says, there's a little link that says translate this page. Mm. And if you click on translate this page, then it translates into English. I mean, I'm not sure. I obviously some people are Spanish, um, you know, speakers so i don't know if it kind of automatically works out what your sort of native language is on google but for me it translated it into english so <clears throat> sometimes there's a little bit of a lag i noticed i clicked on 
one blog post and then some of the others still seem to be in Dutch, but then it slowly did it. So that's mm-hmm. a little hack for anybody who wants to check out your website. And I highly encourage people to do so because you've actually got some really great resources and tips on there and an ebook, which I have downloaded. And I will, although your ebook is not in English, so we'll have to try and get you to translate your yeah, e- yeah, ebook. Yeah, yeah, I will definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great resource but the i think the blog posts are a really great starting point because you share lots of really helpful um tips and advice and and your instagram is really great as well um i was enjoying going through it as well so once again thank you so much for for sharing your story with us today and um it's been really fun thank you thank you thank you so much for having me i really much enjoyed it All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.